Hello, I'm Greg, uh, joined by Toby Locke. Hi, everyone. From the MK Citizen. Uh, you're the sports editor of the MK Citizen, and together we present a show. I don't know why I'm telling you this, Toby. <laughs> well this, is new, this is all news to me. Um, all news to me. You, uh, we present a show on a Saturday on MKFM at one o'clock. Uh, Don's on Saturday, where we hear from Paul Tisdale and Stuart Moore this week. Good signposting, like that a lot. And um, what we do, because we record it in advance, because obviously we can't make it to the game if we were doing it live, uh, we podcast that recording. So that's what you're listening to now. This isn't going. This isn't going to go out on air. It's probably just as well because it sounds like you're talking in slow motion. <laughs> Does it? We've had our business network at the MKFM business networking event last night, the meet of MK, and oh, I did some networking. Yeah. Um, Do you remember anyone you spoke to? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, other than the barman, Greg. A lady called Caroline. Right. Where does she work? She's a project analyst. Wow. Now, let me tell you about this. Okay. She's a project analyst, and uh, she's... This if you're going to finish this off with she plays in central defence and is probably going to be starting today for Paul Tisdale's team, then this will all be all be great content, mate. The, this happened on the radio. She said, I said, what projects have you done? Not analyst, project catalyst, sorry. Right. I said, what projects have you done? And she said, well, I had a baby. And I said, that's not a project, Caroline. That's not a project. As a joke, mm-hmm. think, like, thinking she was going to go on to something else. And no, she meant she had a baby. She was like, yeah, and then I had three more. And I was like... That's not... That's, that's, that's not, like... It's not a job. I mean, what, you think looking after kids isn't a job? But yeah, uh, we've had some more reviews. Uh, after we had Conor McGrandles in the studio last week, who was great. And he said the coffee. What would he thought. have thought of this, by the way? <laughs> what this this shambolic in, intro? <laughs> he said. Uh, he, he said the coffee was all right. Was his feedback? So um, why did you make me go and buy a, a coffee that's <laughs> of, a, of a special brand that's made just around the corner from made the of milk. Okay. Barkley tweeted to say, "How do I find this on Apple Podcasts?" Which is a great review. We are looking into it, Barkley. Cool. Um. MK Don's fan, uh, whose name is, once I've clicked on the tweet, PDMKD, says, great podcast, Greg. Really enjoyed it, and not just saying that in case I want a photo with Toby at a future away game. Wow. (laughs) I mean, part of me, me after last week's slamming of poor David, I do feel kind of bad. Do you? Yeah. About as bad as I ever feel about anything on Twitter. Yeah, so that's the reviews we've had. Um, Keep them coming in. Yeah, if you want to send a review at MKFM on Twitter, you can send a review in. Right, shall we start in earnest? Let's um, let's get on with the shambles. Yes, so you're going to hear a jingle, and then what you hear after it will be uh, taken from the show that's on MKFM every Saturday, 1 until 3. Dons on Saturday with Greg Burnett and Toby Locke, MKFM. Lewis Capaldi on MKFM. This is Don's on Saturday. Hello, I'm Greg, joined by Toby Locke, here to talk about MK Don's. Oh, hi. (laughs) Um, You've got a fact about Lewis Capaldi? Distant cousin of Peter Capaldi. Uh, Did you hear that on MKFM Drive on Friday? I did not. Oh, Um, thanks for listening. We uh, are going to hear from Paul Tisdale and Stuart Moore this week. You missed the game on Saturday, Toby. I did, yeah. It's a rare rare occasion that I I miss a game. But yes, I I was away. About 300 people... No exaggeration. Ask me where you were on Saturday. I was like, I'm not his carer. <laughs> I, I mean, I do know where he is, and I'll tell you, but stop asking me. What did they want? No, just... Probably people, just to slag me off. People that are in the press box every week at MK Don's asking... Oh, I see. It wasn't just like random fans coming No, over. but then there was random people asking who 
I'd never seen you talk to before. Wow. Okay. And I was like, who are you? They're like, oh, no, Toby, this week. I was like, who are you? <laughs> no. It's his birthday. What's he doing? He's in Brighton. Is that a tattoo convention? A tattoo convention? Yes, I was at a tattoo convention. And then yes. he's going to a rave. Yep. Oh, going to a rave. Yes. Has he got a tattoo? Yes. Two. Anyway, we're going to hear... Uh, Are you not going to hear from the Toby Lock fan club, by the way? Yeah, Paul Tisdale. Uh, I'll, uh, Am I going to have to bring, more. like, cakes to this game to apologise for, for being away? Oh, it would be good, actually. It would be really good if you could do that. MKFM. Um, Toby, you missed the last MK Dons game. I'll yep. give you a little update. Matthew Baldry went off injured. It's a disappointment, isn't it? Mm, just... Because we waited a long time to see him. He came back in for a couple of games, disappeared off again. And the one game I miss, <laughs> he gets injured again. Um, we asked uh, Paul Tisdale how he's getting on. Which injury? I mean, he, he ended up with stitches in his, his eyebrow and he, you know, he, he came off with a stiff hamstring. So, mightily unlucky because he was playing so well. Um, it, it, it's a challenge for him to be fit for Saturday. I mean, I, I think with always 48 hours to go before a game, you never rule anybody out. I've mm. been there before and suddenly someone makes a quick recovery. So um, I just feel desperately sorry for him. He haven't played so well. But um, there we are. We know we have to move on. And, and uh, Jordan Hatton did extremely well coming in again. So just reminded us again that, especially in home games, he can, he can certainly play that position. And it, with Russell Martin looking like he's he'll be fit for Saturday it, um, it suggests that you know we've got the opportunity to go back to the three if we want um, just keep some options open for me um, it will be interesting to see how they line up and before Portisdale has said that someone like players won't be available and then they've just appeared yes he likes to keep it under his hat doesn't he yes although I don't believe Matthew Bowdry will be fit for Saturday um, but it will be interesting now uh, especially with the likes of Bailey Cargill out um, George Williams out, Jordan Moore Taylor out, and now Matthew Bowdry out. Whether or not they can still play the three at the back, or whether they go four at the back and just shut everything down that way. Um, but there are options. Yeah, you've he can, got, he can play both, can't he? You've got Jordan Howard and you've got Usise as well. Yep. Both have uh, played at centre back this season. So we will see. MKFF. This is Don's on Saturday. We're hearing from Paul Tisdale. A uh, bit of an injury crisis at the back at the moment. Crisis too strong? No, I think it's fair. Um, uh, Paul talked about how uh, useful it is to have other players that can play in those defensive positions. It is in terms of, yeah, you get those sort of scenarios where there's an injury and you, and you have to make decisions either with the, the players on the pitch or bringing substitutes on. Um, but also, it, during the course of a game, you know, you're able to, especially attacking players who can, who can play in... in in varying positions of, of, of an attacking shape, mm. um, always gives the manager, and I, I like to have it, a, the option to adapt and to play minute by minute against an opponent who's, who's got the, you know, the, the ability or the right to change also. So it is definitely something which, as we develop the team, that players will be, some players, I mean, the goalkeeper maybe not, and one or two others, but a lot of players will need to be able to be... Um, flexible with how they see the game and we've certainly developed that over the last month it's uh like when you play football manager isn't it changing formation to win a game it must be such a satisfying feeling to do it yeah i think so um changing your um formations you know after 20 minutes in a game just so you can get the tactical upper hand on opposition teams i think you know there's always that roll of the dice does it work will it work is it going to pay off um, and then when it does, I mean, it must be, like you say, a great feeling thinking, yeah, I've got one over on the guy in the opposite dugout.
Mm. Like uh, bringing on a sub, I imagine that then scores. Yeah, well, yeah. a certain player, a certain striker seems to be doing that an awful lot of late, doesn't he? Coming off the bench and, and scoring and setting him up. Are you talking about Chuck Saniki? I am talking about Chuck Saniki. Mm. Well, are you suggesting he shouldn't be on the bench? Well, it's a tough... I think that's something for a whole other link. I mean, we could spend ages talking well, about... Okay, we've got yeah, more coming up, Toby. Sweet. MKFF. Chuck Saniki, you just mentioned, has been coming off the bench and scoring a lot. Are you suggesting he should start? It's a tough one, isn't it? Because throughout the season, he was sort of the leading guy. He was the man, the talisman, the guy up top who was sort of the playmaker and everything was coming through him. But in these last three games, the last three games that MK Dons have won, he's come off the bench, he scored twice and set two up. Now, that's, you know, that's... That's that's key, isn't it? These are these are massive massive things that he's contributing by coming off the substitutes bench, and I can't remember what time he came on in the Newport game, um, but it was I imagine well obviously it was second half, um, but those sort of things can change games when you've got a tiring defence, and all of a sudden Chucks comes on. You know he's a big guy. You, the defenders must be thinking, oh no, really? We've still got to chase this guy. And it can it can play a massive, massive part psychologically before he even walks on the pitch. So I think, for now, it seems to be working him coming off the bench. So keep him coming off the bench. He's a, a better impact sub than maybe other options. Yeah, and that's, that's no disrespect. Yeah, that's no disrespect to the other players who are coming off the bench and, and maybe not setting two goals up and scoring twice in, in those three appearances. But yeah, I mean, he's got that extra X factor about him, hasn't he? He's got that extra little thing that gets him the goals and gets him the assists. So for him to come on late, late on against a team that's struggling, then it's gonna, it's, it's obviously going to have, have its advantages. But what it means is normally that MK Dons will probably play at least 45 minutes, maybe an hour without him when he could be doing that from the start. Um, talking of MK Dons impact subs, let's just take a moment to remember Daniel Powell. Yeah, he was another one like that, wasn't he? Yeah. Not, not maybe not the level of consistency. No, he could run though. Yeah. Well, <laughs> sometimes he could run. Sometimes it, it looked like he'd put his shoes on the wrong feet and he'd fall over. But <laughs> yeah, bless yeah. him. For low, for face. I'm sure if he's driving through Milton Keynes, is he still at Northampton? Yeah, I imagine he's probably already at already at well, well wherever Northampton are playing today. Yeah. I don't know if they're at Sixfields or not. MKFF. If you tuned in last week, you'll have heard us talking to Conor McGrandles, the MK Dons player. If you missed it, you can find the podcast on our website, still mkfm.com. Well worth having a listen. Some very interesting stuff from him, including him talking about living with Stuart Moore, uh, who is his new flatmate. He was a good laugh, wasn't he, Conor? Yeah, he was all right. Um, Only all right. Well, wow, slammed. Well, the only compliment he gave here was that the coffee was nice. So That is a good point, actually, yeah. Um, you've, we've talked to, to Stuart Moore. Yes. This week. So yes, you, we you asked him about living with Conor McGrandles. Um, we had Conor McGrandles on our show last week. Obviously, you've just moved in with him. He says you do the, the lion's share of the cooking in, in your house. Um, what's your signature dish? Um, that's a tough one, to be fair. I'm quite, quite broad with my horizons. Um, I make quite a nice curry, to be fair. That'll probably be, probably be my signature. Um, he says he chips in with the washing up, but do you think if you're doing all the cooking, does he do enough around the house? Yeah, to be fair, he's very good around the house. Um, I think the dishwasher does most of the washing up, so... Uh, he, can't, he can't claim that then, can <laughs> he? can't claim that one, but no, to be fair, he keeps it very tidy. He's very good in other ways, and yeah, no, I really enjoy living with him. He's a great lad. So he's an all right landlord? Yeah, yeah, no, he's very good, to be fair. 
Um, filling the dishwasher counts as a chore, by the way. No, I'm not having that. Yeah, I'm not having that. 100%. That's not washing up, though, is it? That's just moving the dishes from one place to another. Yeah, but then are they clean afterwards? Yeah, but not after your manual labour. You're not doing anything. That's like saying he orders the pizza, therefore he's done the cooking. I would count that. And I'd count that as well. I've sorted the dinner, is the phrase. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you can't say I've cooked dinner. Um, No, I guess. Uh, Yeah, as I say, you can hear what uh, Connor had to say about living with Stuart Moore on our website, uh, mkfm.com. The podcast's on there. MKFM. Don's on Saturday, we talked to Paul Tisdale, the manager, um, and ask what well, Toby, you, you can phrase it better than I can. A lot of times um, during the course of the season, we'll ask you you know, about other teams' results and you'll often just say it doesn't matter about, about them yet. Um, at what stage does it you know, become an issue looking at, uh, at the results of the teams around you? We're getting close to it. Uh, last quarter of the season, I'd, I would be lying if I said it didn't make a difference. Um, I think the, the major topic is how many points we get ourselves and we can talk about targets and I'm not going to give you any but you could probably do the same math that I can do and you know the, so we have targets but you have to keep your eye on the next game keep your eye on the ball but along the way any result that takes points off our opponents is great so um, I'd be lying if I said to you it's, it doesn't matter it's but the priority is of course what we do we're in a position where you know, we win the majority of our games, we'll have a very good chance. And are you happy at the moment with, with where the club is? If you'd, you'd have been offered this in August, you know, sitting fourth place, just as we're heading into this last quarter, you'd, you'd have taken that? Good question. I haven't thought about it in those terms. Probably, but then things change so quick. So, you know, back in November time, maybe not. But what I do, it's all about what happens next. Football is all about the next thing. You lose the ball, it's winning it back. You, you lose one game, you've got to recover you know you have a hard day in, in training make sure you you know you, you 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 support that with another good day in training it's all about the next thing and referee gives a bad decision against you get on to the next so football is always about the next thing and uh yeah it's about the next 12 games mkfl where do you assess things now like you said would you be happy with fourth place at the beginning of the season to be there now if you know what I mean? um I think they'd probably be a little bit disappointed. I think they'd want to be firmly established as one of the automatic promotion sides. I think they'd be looking at, at this stage, mounting a fight for the title. Um, that's not to say Dons are out of it completely. I think it's, what, seven points between them and, and Lincoln at the top of the table. But I think given the way they started, given where they were in the middle of November, as as Tis said in the interview, I think the way that they were playing at the start of the season and when they were you know, they they had all of those accolades. They went on that massive winning run in October and they were sat second place and then they were in, on top in, in December. I think they'd be a little bit disappointed being in fourth. Mm. But, you know, looking as a side who have had an awful three years, um, wins always felt quite rare and quite novel in those three years, didn't they? Um, to be a football club that, is on the verge of understanding how to win games again and being of a positive record. You know, they've got more wins than losses. They've got a good goal difference. Some of the football has been pretty good at times. I think they'd be pretty happy at the start of the season if you just said going into the last quarter, we'll be sat in fourth just outside the automatic spots. How do you feel about it? Um, are you happy with fourth position at this time of the season? Let us know on Twitter at MKFM. MKFM. We uh, did say that, well, you said that it wasn't a run until Dons had won three games in a row. So they've now won three games in a row. 
Yeah, nice, isn't it? So is that does that count as a run? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, and the thing you have to be careful with is when you start winning games, to not expect to go into a game and win it in a bad way. Like, yeah, you can't take anybody for granted, can you? Yeah, not to get become uh, complacent. I mean, I think uh, most of how we prepare for any game is mindset, and it's very easy to talk about tactics and details but actually you must start with the correct mindset and that particular topic okay we've just won three games on the bounce um we have to be very you know i think very very careful that we don't take anything for granted and looking at our opponent on saturday crawley they've shown already they've gone, they've gone to the you know, we're in fourth position they've gone to the, the three teams above us and come very close to getting a result against all three um a, a mansfield late goal prevented that but other than that, they've they've done pretty well against those three teams. So that must be a if the players haven't already thought about it, that should be a little bit of a, a warning to them. Should be a good game this afternoon. Well, you'd hope so. I mean, the last one was uh, a four nil win, wasn't it? Um, when we went down to to Crawley, and they're not exactly in great nick at the moment, the Red Devils. So fingers crossed, it's going to be a uh, another decent turnaround. Dons on Saturday with Greg Burnett and Toby Locke. MKFM. What's a show? I don't think anybody who will have been listening to this on the radio will know the sort of condition you're in, Greg. No. Um, so this is now the podcast outro. So this this bit isn't going out on the radio. Um, yeah. For for the for those listening to the podcast, I mean, Greg is a mess no. at the moment. Yeah, you are. Come on, I'm professional. Yeah, I'm fine. Uh huh. Just tired. Right. Yeah, I yeah. just find it hard to concentrate when I'm tired. I know there was there were several links in there where you were just sort of gazing at me, <laughs> but probably not me actually. Just probably looking straight through me, looking straight out the window, thinking, "Oh, I wish I was somewhere else." Yeah, mm, well, no, because this is our negative feedback from. Oh, of course, yeah. From who was it, David? Maybe that's why. <laughs> Maybe that's why. Maybe David listened to you being particularly hungover. I wasn't. I haven't been hungover on one of these yet. Yet. <laughs> No, as until today. Until today. Uh, right, okay. Well, thank you. Toby. Hey, you're welcome. I, I should mean, probably go and find my mother. I left her. It's her birthday and she shot Is it her birthday? Yes. Yeah, you didn't tell me that. Sorry, <laughs> did you expect... I don't think my mum was expecting a card from you. No, but I mean, like, I could have... We could have hurried up or something. That's um, all right. Yeah. I, I, like I say, I've left her jeans shopping. She's tried on just about every pair of jeans in the shopping centre. And I was getting tired. So I and, figured I'd buy you a coffee and we'd come and do this. Fair enough. Uh, right, shall we finish with the clip? Always. And then get out of here. And last time we talked to you as well, you were a lone player. Now you're here permanently. Talk us through that decision. Now I'm still a, a lone player. Like, uh, yeah, so last time we been... talked to you, you were a lone player. Now you're still a lone player, but for longer. <laughs> longer <yeah. laughs> Talk oh. us through that decision. Um, yeah, it was... Uh, I mean, it was...